Good morning, everyone. So grateful to be in the house of the Lord again. I'm Pastor Pugh, um, Clinton Baptist Church, the senior pastor. So grateful for what God is doing at this time, although we are operating in social distances. Um, I'm so grateful um, that we have technology to bring to you the sermon. On this morning, I will be preaching from Colossians chapter 4. Um, last week, we looked at Colossians chapter 4, verses uh, 2. And now this week, we're going to look at Colossians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. Um, with your electronic devices or your Bible in your hand, we ask that you please turn to Colossians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. At this time, let us pray. Father God, you are amazing. You are so wonderful and so kind, and we're just so grateful for you. We ask that you just be with us. Encourage us, Lord God. Lift us up even in um, this time, Lord God. We thank you so much for the rest that we are getting, Lord God. We thank you for the assemblies of families, Lord God. We thank you for providing food, Lord God. We thank you for providing shelter, Lord God. And we thank you for providing um, the necessities of life, Lord God. So we just ask that you continue to be with us, um, Lord God. Continue to grow us in you. Let us take this opportunity where we can see you clearly, Lord God, and surrender to you. We bless you and we love you. We ask that you be with us during this sermon. I ask that you remove me, that you may be lifted up and glorified in this sermon, that we may be challenged, that we may be provoked to live a life that is pleasing to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Colossians chapter 4, uh, verses 3 um, and 4 says, Meanwhile, pray also for us, that God would open to us a door for the word, to speak the mysteries of Christ, for which I am also in chains. Verse 4 says that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. On this morning, I would like to speak to you from the topic pray. The topic pray. As we continue with our theme for this year, growing in our prayer life, I want to encourage you and encourage us to pray. In these verses, Paul continued to uh, ask us and admonish us and the believers of this time to give attention to prayer. Prayer is not complicated. It's simply uh, just having a conversation with God. A conversation about anything, just talking to God about everything. Here in these verses, uh, Paul says that he calls us to pray, and, and he gives us three areas to lift up and pray. He says, okay, to, the, to, these, to this, this, this Colossians church I'm writing to, and, and to the believers of today, I'm, 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 I'm asking you, I'm admonishing you uh, to pray. And he said he gives us these three areas, these three key areas we're going to look at today um, to pray. He said the first thing um, he wants us to see, the first area he asks us to look at is that we pray for others. Look what he says in verse number three. He says in verse three, um, A, he says, meanwhile, pray also for us. Now here, uh, we know we can't pray for Paul because at this time, Paul is dead. 
him and his team and his ministry is, is, is long gone. They've been dead for, for, over, for over thousands of years. And now he comes, and what we take from this is Paul says that when we pray, we got to pray for others. He says that, that we, 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 we cannot just sit back and, and continue to pray for ourselves, that, that we got to go in before God in prayer and pray for others. He says that we, we got to intercede on, 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 on others' behalf. Paul uh, admonished the church not to stop praying, but admonishing them to pray for other people. Even in the time that we're living in now, we need to, to call on God for, for people that we know and people that we don't know. Uh, right, right now, the, the time we're living in, I, I, I know it's, it's easy to pray for our wives. It's, it's easy to pray for our husbands. It's, it's easy to pray for our children. It's easy to, to, to pray for our teachers. It's easy to pray for our friends. It's easy to pray for our aunts and uncles. But what about those in New York who need your prayer? What, what about those in, in California who you don't even know who need your prayer? What about that young man who, who has the coronavirus and, and, and needs your prayer? What about that young woman who has been sick with, with coronavirus and, and at home being quarantined? What about her who, who needs your prayer? What about the young, the young girl who, uh, who is out and, uh, with her family and, and, and her parents are not there and she's been raised by her grandma? What about those children that's been raised by the grandmother? They need prayer too. He calls us to pray for one another. We need to intercede on, on others' behalf. We need to, to pray for one of others. We need to pray for that, that homeless man who, who's in D.C. We need to pray for them, them homeless uh, uh, people who are in Clinton. We need to pray for, for all our homeless. We need to pray for the first responders who we do not know. We need, we need to pray for one another. And he, he says that, that, that while you praying, he says, meanwhile, why, why are you praying? Don't forget to pray for us. And we can't forget to pray for other people. We can't forget to, to intercede, to, to go before God and, and lift them up and pray, although we don't know their names. He calls us to pray for others. He, he says, here's the area that we need to pray for. We need to pray. Here's the area that we need to give attention to. Here's the area that we need to pray in, and that's to pray for others. The second area he called us to, he says, he says here, he says, not only should we pray for others, but he says right here in verse number 3b, he says that we should pray that God will remove all obstacles of hindrance. Look what he says in verse 3b. He says here, he says, I like this, I like this part, this is good. He says that God will open to us a door for the word. He said that, that I need you to pray that God will, will open up to us, to open up for Paul and them a, a, a door for his word. I, I, I like this. He said he, what, what Paul is saying is that, that, that we need to pray that God will remove any obstacles of hindrance. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. See, 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 see the door has many uh, uh, the, the door is used for different reasons. Uh, a door or doors are, are used for different reasons. Uh, one reason uh, we have doors or we have a door is to separate different spaces from each other. 
my, my, in, in my home, I, I have a door in my bedroom, and, and, and the door in my bedroom separate my bedroom for, from, from, from the other rooms and the, and the other hallway. We have doors that have different reasons. I mean, our doors have different reasons, and one is to separate spaces. Also, we have doors. Um, we, we have doors. Uh, we use doors to, to keep things inside uh, uh, so things outside won't come in. We, we, we put doors on our front door to, to, to lock so we can keep the things outside um, that we don't want to come in um, outside. But, but then we have doors so we can keep the things inside that we don't want going outside as well. So it's different reasons for doors. We have different reasons for doors. But here, Paul has a different reason for a door. He, he looks at the door here in this scripture as a obstacle of hindrance. He said that the door here that he, he speaks of is, is an obstacle that, that, that is hindering um, the word of God to go, to go forth. He says, he says, he says, he says, while you praying, look what he says. He says, while you praying, he said, pray that God will open to us a door for his word. He said, while you praying, I need you to pray that God will remove all obstacles that will hinder his word from going forward. I, I, I know I can't hear you clap, but I, I, I see you clapping. I, I feel you clapping on that. That's a good word for us because he says, while we praying, we got to pray to God that he will remove obstacles of hindrances. He said that we got to pray that God will remove these obstacles out of the way that will hinder his word from going forth. He said that we got to pray, that we got to go before God and ask God, God, I need you to remove some things out of the way that your word may go forth. He said, God, I need you uh, to open up a door that your word may go forth. Now, what are some obstacles of hindrances that we have? There, there, there are a lot of things that, that hinder the word of God from going forth. There's a lot of things that we have in our life that hinder us from God's word going forth. One thing we have that hinders the word of God is just our stubbornness. We, we just a stubborn group of people. Uh, we, just, we just stubborn. We want to do things our way and do it how we want to do it. And we don't want to listen to God. We don't want to hear from God. God, I know more than you. You don't know more than me. Although you God, God, I got it my way. Your way is not the right way. And those things hinder us from God's word going forth. Those things hinder the word of God from speaking into your life. So this is the obstacle of hindrance. Some other things that we have that hinder us. Um, doubt. Doubt is a big one. We, we, it hinders God's word because we have doubts. We, we, we have doubts about, about who God is. We, we have doubts about can God fix it. We have doubts about can God heal my sister? Can God heal my mother? Can God heal my friend? We have doubts about God, am I going to make it through this uh, quarantine? Am I, and I, am I going to make it out of here? If we get sick, God, am, are you going to allow me to, to live through this sickness? Are you going to allow me to make it on the other side? So doubt has potentials to cause in us uh, is, is an obstacle of hindrance. But not only is, is doubts an obstacle of um, hindrance, um, also an obstacle of hindrance is unbelief. Uh, the unbelief, we, we know that with scripture with Thomas. 
Thomas says, I, I won't believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead until I get a chance to put my, my hand in his holes in his arms. And, and I want to see him and I want to I feel it. The unbelief always calls us to, 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 to hinder us from, from him, God's word, because we don't believe who he is. We don't believe in his word. So now, guess what? When his word speaks to us, it is a hindrance to us from his word going forward. Paul says that we need to pray. Paul said we need to pray that God remove the obstacles of hindrance away from our lives that the word of God may go forth. So we need to be on our knees praying right now is some obstacles in your life that you need to be praying for. It's some obstacles that you have in your life that are hindering you from hearing the word of God. I don't know, but I know you know that you need to be praying that God remove them obstacles. An obstacle in your life may be that boyfriend you got that's causing you not to hear the word. The obstacle in your life that you may have is that girlfriend you have that's causing you not to hear the word of God, the word of God to go forward in your life. An obstacle that you have in your life could be your job. It can be your home. It can be your car. Right now, it can be COVID-19. It's, it's hindering you from hearing the word of God. We got to pray that God remove the obstacles that I may hear your word. God remove my busyness, even me personally. As a pastor, a, a senior pastor, at times I can't hear from God. At times, uh, when, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm reading my word and I'm spending time with God, God don't speak to me. And I say, God, where are you? Why, why can't I hear from you? Why, I'm not, why I don't hear your voice? Why I don't see you lead me? Why I don't feel you? You lead me, God. And sometimes it's because the obstacles that I have in my life that is hindering me from hearing his word. Some of those obstacles, like I said, and I don't want to keep going through this, but some of them obstacles for me is busyness. I'm always doing stuff. I got to do things at home. I got to do things here at the church. I got to do things for my son. I got to do things for my other son. I got to do things for my daughter. I got to do things for my other daughter. I got to do things for my wife. And then people at church call me to do this. And then I got to do this for myself. And then I got to do this for my job. And I got to do this for my yard. And I got to paint this and, and fix that and go take this to the inspection safe. And so now my life is full of busyness, which is an obstacle that hinders the word of God. So we got to get down before God and say, God, I need you to remove my busyness. I need you to remove that guy out my life. I need you to remove that woman out my life. I need you to remove anything that is causing your word to hit be, um, it's causing your word to be hindered where I can't receive it. God, we need to pray that God remove any obstacles of hindrance. That's good word. That's good word. Because I'm going to challenge you, what are some things in your life that is hindering you from hearing the word of God? What are some things in your life that, that, that are obstacles that are restricting you from hearing the word of God? He says that we need to pray that God remove the obstacles. Paul says that I go to God to open the door that his word may go forth. God, I need to hear your word. Your people need to hear a word from you. People are starving for the word of God, and you're not speaking because we got these obstacles in the way. God, open the door. And he tells us we need to pray. We need to lift up to God. 
and ask them to remove the obstacles of hindrance. But then the third area, he tells us to pray for. He says, first he tells us that we need to pray. He says, the first thing he tells us, the area we need to pray, is that we need to pray for others. The second area he says we need to, to pray, he says that we need to pray that God remove all obstacles of hindrance. The third area he calls us to is found here in verses uh, 3C and 4. And he tells us that we need to pray that the gospel be shared clearly. Watch this. He, he, he says that here's an area we need to pray for. We need to pray that the gospel of Jesus Christ be shared clearly. Look what he says in verse, verse number 3C uh, right here. Verse number 3C. He says, uh, uh, he says uh, to speak. The mysteries of Christ, that's the, the gospel of Christ, the work of Christ, that, that Christ has brought us all together, Jews and, and, and Gentiles all together in salvation, that Christ died for all. He said that we need to speak that, the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in chains. He says that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. So he says here, in the area, the third area he tells us that we need to pray is that the gospel be shared clearly. Now watch this. This, this, is, this is interesting to me because Paul is writing from a prison cell. Paul is writing this letter, which is a circular letter, not only to the believers in Galatia, but the believers all over in, in Philippi and as well as uh, in um, Thessalonica and as well as in... Um, as well as in um, Ephesians as well. And he's writing to, this, to these believers there in the churches of Asia Minor, and, and Paul is writing from a prison cell. Now watch this, this is, this is interesting, because the, Paul was placed in prison for preaching the gospel. It, it, it's not like you and I. See, 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 you and I can go and share the gospel all we want, and, and nothing will happen. We may get joned on, or we may get talked about, or we may get uh, called church boy, or, or church girl, or preacher boy, or, or preacher girl. We may get called some names, but, but, but back then, if you stood for Christ, you, you would either go to jail and ultimately die. So Paul was placed in prison for preaching the gospel. But, but, but the prison at, at this time when Paul was living was, was, was way different than the prison we know. You know, we, we got people who who will say, I'd rather go to jail so I can get uh, 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 three hot meals in a cop. We, we got people who, 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 who like to go to jail. They, they just repeat offenders. But, but their, their prison was, was different than ours, way different than what, what we know as a prison. Paul prison back then, when they went to jail, it was a dungeon or, or a cave. It, 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 was, it, was, it was dim and and dark all the time. It, it only had very few light by lanterns that, that lit the, 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 the place up. The, the, the place where, where, where Paul was in prison was, was not only a dungeon or, or cave, but it was dark there. It was damp there. It, it was wet, and it was infested with rodents and, and, and other animals that, that you and I didn't, wouldn't live in, wouldn't live around. And, and, and Paul was placed in that kind of prison. And, and, and if, if, if Paul was lucky, or if one of the prisoners were lucky, they would at least have some hay to lay on 
or they will have something um, similar to a burlap material to, to lay their head on, to lay down on while they lay on the ground and they would take a stone and, and use a stone as a, as a pillar. This was a different kind of prison than, than what we used to. And, and, and they didn't have bars on, on, like, we, like we know. They didn't have bars uh, where, where separate people. So what they would do was they would take a Roman soldier and they would, they would handcuff or chain the Roman soldier to the prisoner. Now, the, the, the Roman soldier would be chained to the prisoner every day, all day, for the rest of his term. Now, what they would do when they time to change shifts, they would chain another officer to the prisoner. So, so, so Paul is in, in an uncomfortable situation. Paul is in a, in, a, in a rough situation. Paul is in a, in a bad situation. But what blows my mind is that while Paul was in prison, he did not ask for the church of Colossae to pray that God will release them. He, 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 as he was in prison, he did not tell the believers in, in Colossae to pray that God will give him a, a, a comfortable uh, a conditions. He, 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 he did not pray and, and ask God, I need you to, to send me a, a steak or, or a lobster. He didn't pray that, that God will re release him. He prays that God will open up a door where the, where the gospel can go out clearly. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's some good stuff because look, 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 look. You and I would have been in prison asking God to release us. You and I would have been in prison asking God to, to give us comfortable conditions while we in here. You and I would have been in prison. God, can you please let my mama or my daddy send me a letter? God, can you please let my wife send me a letter or my husband send me a letter or my children come visit me? Me and you would have been praying to God that he do things to make us feel comfortable or get us out. But Paul, mine wasn't on getting out of jail. It was on teaching and preaching the word of God. You got to understand when you in uncomfortable situations, you got to ask God, God, give me a way that I can preach your gospel or teach your gospel that it may go out clearly. Paul says, God, I want to go out. Give me the opportunity where I can share your gospel clearly. He prayed that, that God gives him an opportunity, that God grant him a way where he can go out and share the word of Jesus Christ clearly. He didn't ask to be removed from prison, he asked, can, can God, can you grant me the place where I can, where I can call or, or tell people that Jesus Christ came to, and lived for 33 years without sin? He said, God, can you grant me the place where, where I, can, I can let people know that he, he, he was convicted for a crime that he did not do? He was punished uh, 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 with being beat all night until he was unrecognizable. He was mocked and, and he was spit on and he was, he was paraded through the streets of Jerusalem. He was stretched uh, uh, so far where his joints came out of socket. He was nailed to the cross in a place on a hill called Galgalry. He said, give me a place, God, where I can share the gospel clearly, that I can tell people that he died on the cross for you and I. He died for your sins and my sins. God, open up a door 
where I can tell people, Lord God, about your word, about Jesus Christ. And I can tell it clearly that not only he died, he was buried in a borrowed tomb. And on three days, you raised him up, God, with all power in your hand and set him on the right hand of God. God, I ask that you give me an opportunity, even as we face quarantine, even as I face sickness, even as I face this trouble I'm going through, God, I pray that you would give me an opportunity to share your word and to share it clearly, to let people know that Jesus Christ died for their sins, that he shed his blood, that their lives may be different, that he shed his blood, that they may have eternal life, and whoever believe in him should not die, should not perish, but have everlasting life. Said so God, I pray that you give me the opportunity to share your gospel and to share your gospel clearly that people may understand who you are and what you have done for mankind. And I ask that you pray that prayer, same prayer. Paul says pray. He says that we got to pray for others. He says that we got to pray to God remove the obstacles of hindrance from the word going forward. And, he's and he asks that they pray that God word, that God will give him an opportunity to share his gospel clearly. Today I ask that you lift up those three prayers. Today I, I admonish you, I, I encourage you to lift up these prayers. People need to know that Jesus Christ died for them. I don't know where you at in your life. I don't know what you're dealing with. But I come to share the gospel with you. For those who have not surrendered to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It's simple as ABC. ABC, A is for you got to accept. B is that you got to believe. And C is you got to confess. You got to accept the finished work of Jesus Christ that he died. He rose again. He shed his blood for your sins. You got to accept that. You got to believe that he is the son of God. And in his finished work. And you got to confess, God, I'm a sinner. And I need you. Because without you, God, I will never experience eternal life. Jesus came for you, that you will never be lost. But you got to make that decision. Because right now we have a lot of people that are lost. We have a lot of people that have rejected Jesus Christ. But you have a chance. Because Jesus Christ came that you may have life and have it abundantly. Would you repeat after me if you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ? Father God. I come to you. I believe in the gospel, which is the work of Jesus Christ, that he lived, that he died, that he shed his blood for my sins. I'm a sinner, and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Here I am. Fill me with your spirit. 
Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'm excited for you because right at that moment, you have eternal life. Right at that moment, just that instance, just that fast, you now are a child of God. So now there are some steps that you must take. Here's the first step that I ask that you take. Go get baptized. Baptism is for believers. It's an invitation to let people know that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. So go find a church that's baptized. If you don't have a church, you can come here and get baptized every Sunday, every fourth Sunday of the month. We baptize every last Sunday of the month. You can call us, and all we got to do is make sure that you're saved. And if you're saved, you can get baptized here. You don't have to join the church. You don't even have to be a part of the church because the baptism is for believers. And the next thing I ask that you do, after you get baptized, I ask that you join a church that are preaching the gospel, that is preaching the word of God. As you saw me today, as you saw me this morning, I preach from the scripture. I didn't make up anything. I didn't add anything. I preach exactly what God has placed in my heart and what God has placed in his word. So I ask that you join a church that preach in the word of God that you may grow and you may be filled and you may, you may walk in that newness of life. And I celebrate you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited because you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And we are so excited for you at Clinton Baptist Church for your decision you made. And we're so grateful for you. And even we're so excited for you that we ask that when we get back in church, you come give a testimony and say, I was the one who surrendered my life to you online through technology. I was the one that surrendered my life to Jesus Christ so we can celebrate you, so we can dance and rejoice in what God is doing in your life. And right now, I thank you for tuning in. I thank you this morning for, 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 for sitting in your, 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 um, your kitchen with your coffee cup and your, and your donut or your cookie or your breakfast in your hand. I thank you so much for tuning in to Clinton Baptist Church. I am Pastor Colin Pugh, the senior pastor here at Clinton Baptist Church. We thank you so much and we love you. Have a blessed day. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen.